0: Hey dads, did you know that with every step you take, you lead your kids in the direction you are walking? They see how you serve and relate to others, how you support the team, how you lead, and how you learn. They might not say it, but they appreciate how you guide them, teach them, challenge them, keep them steady, and help them grow. From the things you do in front of others, to the small things that you think go unnoticed. Your kids are watching the things you do and taking note of the things you say and how you say them. They're being discipled one step at a time.
1: Well, happy Father's Day. I had no intention of crying this morning, so that's the first time I saw that video, so Clayton's fired. Uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, no, it's great. I love, I love that. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. You know, we've been talking about becoming radiant people, and uh, we know that dads like to shorten stuff, so we've got some gifts out there for all the rad dads. That are in the space today and all the men as you head out, we've got a gift for you um, just to enjoy and be refreshed Um, and we hope you feel celebrated and honored and we're going to take some time at the end. Not to get to pray over all of the men in this space today uh, but today we have a great honor um, to have with us pastor dale jenkins he's a bit of a spiritual father just personally but he serves in a role for our church that you may not be quite familiar with we are a uh, pastor-led elder supported staff and volunteer run church equipping saints to do the work of ministry and We have uh, three overseeing or apostolic elders who kind of serve as some um, general oversight and counsel for us um, as we navigate locally the the things that we're doing. And Pastor Dale serves in that capacity. Um, I've known Pastor Dale for many years. Uh, Amber and I got to serve on his staff for over nine years. He and his wife... Carrie uh, Jenkins, they lead a church, New Hope Worship Center in Concord, North Carolina, and uh, you're going to be encouraged, you're going to walk away inspired, Uh, hopefully not hear too many funny stories about me, Uh, but I guarantee you're going to walk away closer to Jesus and wanting to follow him more, so would you please stand and give a huge faith church welcome to Pastor Dale as he comes.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It is so good to be back home to my Kansas home. I mean, not that I'm really from here, but I've been here one time and that's all it takes. I have a coffee shop. Have you heard? This is my coffee shop. This is where I go. What's it called again? Common Common Ground. That's where I go. Uh, I don't know the name of it, but it's mine because I spent a lot of hours there. I pray for you. Good morning, all the balcony people. So good to see all of you. I pray for all of you very regularly, and I lift you up before the Lord, and I'm always grateful to have the opportunity to be here. I I keep up with you online. Uh, Hello, all the online people. So good to see you. And um, it is a blessing, a blessing to be. How many thankful people are in the house today? We have a lot to be thankful for. So um, I want to uh, give honor to... The the father and mother of this house to Pastor uh, Matthew and, and Amber, they are great friends of mine who have, we served on staff together and by that I meant that I was his boss. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, y'all know y'all needed to pray for me and you didn't even know me. <laughs> and. Um, We spent a lot of years together, and what I appreciate is that it was not just a working relationship, but there was a very spiritual dynamic about how God brought us together and knit our hearts together, and we still have this very strong relationship. I'm very grateful, and I know that you are too, so can you give a great big round of applause for your pastors? They are amazing people of God. Love you. Love you. All right, so we've been in a collection of messages called the Radiant People of God, or Radiant. We are Radiant People of God, amen? And today I have been given the assignment to talk specifically to the men. Now, there's a little bit of challenge with that anytime that, like on Father's Day, Mother's Day, there's some challenges because when you begin to hone in and focus on one group of people in the room, then it seems that that could be at the exclusion of others. But I want to tell you, all the ladies, this is going to be something that you can. you are so bright and so smart and so discerning and so loving and caring. I know that you'll be able to take all of these things that I'm saying and apply it right to your own life. I promise you it will really apply. But I want to talk to the men in the house today. I want to talk to all of you. In fact, what I want you to do, now, th- this whole thing radiant is interesting to me. So, so guys, listen. All the men, I want you to turn to the nearest guy, nearest dude that's around you, somewhere near you. I want you to say, bro, you look radiant today. Bro, you look radiant. Just... It's not the word that we use all the time, right? You're like, yeah, I'll do that in the safety of this church right now, but I'm not doing that Monday morning. Right? You go into your boss. Bro, you look radiant today. Okay. When I think of radiant people, yeah, you might get fired. You might get a promotion. When I think about radiant men of God, I think about people like Moses. Do you remember the part of Moses' story where, where Moses went up and he spent time with God? He was face-to-face with God up on the mountain, and he came back down, and you remember his face was what? Radiant with the glory of God. And I thought, you know what? And people recognized it. And I thought, man, I, I want to be, be that kind of man. Or I think about um, Stephen. Stephen was in the early church, and he, he was not even an apostle, but he was just uh, a man who was spirit-filled and loved God and served the people of God. And all kinds of miracles and things happened, but he was the first one, do you remember, that was martyred for his faith. But the Bible says that even when he was being accused and even in the midst of being stoned, he looked up and he saw the glory of God. He, he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. I think there was something of a radiance that was about him. People could see that there was something happening in that moment. Of course, I think about Jesus. I mean, not just the fact that he is the radiant glory and wonder of God, but do you remember when he went on the Mount of Transfiguration, and he was transfigured, and and there was something of a glow that was about him in that moment. So I thought, you know what, there is some precedence for men to be radiant. And I want to be a radiant man of God. And I want, to, I want to talk to the men today. I want to invite you to open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5 is where we're going to go. And if you want extra credit, you can also turn to Ephesians chapter 6. And I don't know if you know anything about Ephesians 6. <laughs> You've been talking about it every week, right, for the last several weeks. Ephesians 6, I want to read a portion of that scripture as well. But we're going to start in Matthew chapter 5. And we're going to look at some words that Jesus uh, declared and he made these statements in Matthew chapter 5 and starting in verse 14. Jesus said these words He said, You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Jesus said, let your light shine. You are the light of the world. Do you know, Jesus I think makes this incredible statement, you are the light of the world, because if you'll remember, Jesus also made the statement about himself, I am the light of the world. But then he also includes us in and says, by the way, you are too. You are the light of the world and you shine brightly. I want to talk today about... Being a Radiant Man of God, the title of the message is Radiant Men of God, and I wanna talk about how we can shine brightly for Jesus. There are three enemies that I have found that men in particular face. Now, we as humans face all of these, but there are some, some enemies that men face, and I don't, to be quite honest, I really don't know a man who doesn't face or hasn't faced all three of these. Men typically face these three enemies. The first one is shame shame. Shame is an interesting enemy. Shame is the kind of enemy that it is such an inward enemy because the voice comes from on the inside. The whispers, I think, come from the enemy himself, but the echo of the words happens on the inside of us. And men oftentimes walk in in such a sense of shame that it, 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 because see, Guilt comes from the Holy Spirit at times when we cross barriers, cross lines, do something we shouldn't do. There's something about conviction or guilt that is a positive thing. The enemy, on the other hand, he turns that into an accusatory thing. And he says, it's not just that you did something bad, you are bad. And there's this thing of shame that, that men carry. It's, it's almost a cloak. There are many Men who don't even know what it's like to live without shame. That's just part of the package. It's part of the deal. But it doesn't have to be. But it's an enemy that we have to face. Men face shame. Number two, men face the enemy called fear. Now, we don't talk a whole lot about this necessarily as men because we like to act like we're not afraid of things. But we are often afraid of a lot of things. We're afraid maybe primarily or one of the big ones is afraid to fail. And if you're afraid to fail, then you're risk-averse, and you are not willing to take out sometimes these steps of faith and things that God's calling you to because you're afraid that you'll fail. You're going to fail yourself. You're going to fail your wife. You're going to fail your kids. You're going to fail the people around you. And so in order not to fail, we don't try. And, and fear holds us back. It paralyzes us. Men also face the enemy of pride. Pride it's something that the bible says goes before a fall pride is is this thing on the inside of us where it 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 it's not always listen it's not always that we're puffing ourselves up and trying to make ourselves look good sometimes it's just a pride that says i don't want to look bad therefore i won't step out in faith these enemies shame fear and pride it is hard to shine when you're ashamed It is hard to shine when you're afraid to fail. It is hard to shine when your pride won't let you admit your shame or your fear or your pride. These are things that men deal with. And I want to talk today about how to shine, how to be a radiant man of God. So let me give you four practices that I have found in my own life have really helped me. To uh, And when I say shine, I'm not talking about being impressive to other people. I'm talking about that the glory of God would be in your life, and that it would just be a reflection of what God desires to do. So there's four practices that I've put in place in my life, and and I want to walk these through with you because I think, men and ladies, I think that this will be very helpful for you in your pursuit of being the radiant people of God. Here's the first one. Number one, if you want to be a radiant man of God, number one, be a man of the Word. BE A MAN OF THE WORD. WHEN I SAY A MAN OF THE WORD I'M REFERRING TO THE BIBLE AND THE SCRIPTURES AND THE THINGS THAT GOD uh, HAS GIVEN TO US. DO YOU KNOW THAT YOUR BIBLE IS A GREAT GIFT? IT'S A GREAT GIFT BECAUSE THIS BOOK IS NOT LIKE ANY OTHER BOOK. THIS BOOK IS A BOOK OF 66 DIFFERENT BOOKS. IT'S REALLY A LIBRARY THAT YOU HAVE ALL IN ONE BINDING. IT'S WRITTEN BY 39 DIFFERENT AUTHORS OVER THE COURSE OF 1500 PLUS YEARS. But there's one central message, and this book helps to point to Jesus. In fact, Jesus said, I am the Word. I am the Logos. This is part of who Jesus is. He's the reflection. If this is the written Word of God, then He, Jesus, is the living Word of God. And so Jesus helps to bring all of these things alive. And, and, and our, our Bibles, our Scriptures, the Word of God, it is a, a tool that helps us to be able to shine brightly because it changes us on the inside out. It's interesting about the Bible. The scriptures are the only book that I know of that not only do you it, you read it, but it reads you. Because, because every time you open up the book, you're sitting with the author. The Holy Spirit is there. And he begins to illuminate things and show you things and, and draw your attention to things. And it's it's not just like convicting and condemning and all these kinds of things that sometimes we have in our mind. It's to feed you and to nurture you and to encourage you and to give you hope. So my encouragement to you is to be a man of the word. Ephesians chapter six, and this is where I uh, had you turn if you wanted extra credit. So all the extra credit people say amen. Amen. <laughs> Ephesians 6 says this. Now, listen to what the focus on, on the word. We're going to pick up on what it says about the word. We've been in the scripture for a few weeks now, so listen to this. Therefore, Paul says, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground. Can you say that, please? Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes put on peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is what? The Word of God. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. When we engage the Word, we are engaging not only something that brings encouragement and direction to us, we're engaging a piece of the armor. Men of God, can I tell you, you need the sword as your weapon. You need the sword of the Spirit. You need the Word of God. It is the Word of God that as you, as you put the Word in you, then when the enemy comes. When the, the temptations and the trials and the challenges of life come, you are able to, think about the imagery of this, you're able to take that sword that you have already put in you, take that, and now you have that in hand ready to use. You're armed for the battle. There are a lot of men who are losing some battles because they simply don't have the sword. They may have some of the protective armor, but what they don't have is the offensive part of the armor, which is the sword of the spirit. We need the word of God because this is our weapon of warfare. So read the word, make that a a, a practice, a rhythm, develop something of a rhythm in your life, men, to have the word of God in your life. There, there, there are reading plans. Here at Faith Church, there are lots of opportunities for you to grow. You can be a part of the growth track. You can get engaged in summer school. You can uh, read along in the scriptures that are, are given to you. There's notes that are provided for you. There's a lot of opportunities. Use any of those resources or find your own rhythm, but get in the word even if it's just a little bit every day. Let that be the practice, because consistency is key when it comes to the Word. Get in the Word, but not only reading it, but then studying it. You know, that's taking it even further. Like, I wonder why Paul said this. I wonder what, what is the context around this. And just start to deep dive and ask questions as you're reading the Word. And let the Holy Spirit teach you. He's a great teacher. Read the Word, study the Word, speak the Word, declare the Word, sing the Word, pray the Word. Use the Word of God in your life as your practice to be a man of the Word. Give some time every day to the Word of God. So that's practice number one, be a man of the Word. Can you say it? Be a man of the Word. Number two, I want to encourage you to be radiant men of God, that you would be a man of prayer now, this is the one that the Holy Spirit's been really showing me a lot of things in the last, I would say in the last probably three years in particular. There's been a strong emphasis in my own life where the Holy Spirit's been teaching me a lot about prayer. Now, I've always had prayer as a part of my life, but I've, I've gone to a deep deeper level. Maybe I could put it this way. I've gone into four-wheel drive in my prayer life. Because how many of you remember the 14 years of COVID that we went through? <laughs> 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 anybody remember that right and as a pastor as a leader I, I i mean i was stressed i couldn't do anything right i mean i thought i was doing stuff right but then everybody reminded me of how wrong i was every decision i made was wrong right i mean it was just so much going on and i began to go into and there's a whole story behind this that i don't have time to go into i began to go into a very dark place of my soul I've never been one to use words like depression and anxiety and things like that. um, But I have learned to embrace those words. Because when it's been a part of a reality, can I just give a sidebar teaching? Um, It doesn't make me a stronger person of faith to deny a reality in my life. What makes me a person of faith is that I can... I can embrace that there's a reality, but I know that there's a greater reality. Do you see what I'm saying? So I don't have to be afraid to be able to acknowledge a weakness, a season of difficulty. I can embrace that. I've learned to do that. I didn't used to. I've learned to do that and be perfectly fine with that. But with every breath that I'm giving to, to acknowledge, hey, this is a, a season I'm going through, and this is what's happening, and this is the reality, in the same breath I'm able to say, but my God yes. is bringing me through. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. I, I say I'm testifying of the goodness of God. I'm not denying a current reality. Do you see, are you picking up what I'm putting down? I'm not denying a reality. I'm proclaiming a greater reality. This is what faith is. So being a man of prayer, we often overlook Paul's words in Ephesians 6, which is your favorite passage of Scripture for the last several weeks. We often overlook Paul's words because he says all these things about the armor. Put on the armor, put it on the you know, helmet of salvation, the whole thing. We go all the way down, and we focus on that, and then we walk away from that Scripture. But Paul actually doesn't stop there. He says, having put on all of this armor, Ephesians 6, and now I'm in verse 18, right where we left off, Having put on all of this armor, Ephesians 6, 18, Paul says, pray in the spirit at all times and at every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. So so here's the idea. Paul says, let me tell you about this armor, this protection, these weapons of warfare. I want to tell you all about this. Now let me tell you what to do with it. And he engages the prayer. And he says, if you will take all this armor and know who you are. Remember, the armor is about your identity. It's about who you are. We are people of peace. Why? Because God has given us these shoes of peace. You know what I love about shoes of peace is that it doesn't matter where I am. My shoes are still shoes of peace. So I can have peace and stand in peace and walk in peace because that's my shoes, you can put me on any terrain you want to put me on, and I'm still walking in peace, right? So, learning about the armor of God and understanding how this uh, defines me as a person, it's my identity. But now, what do I do with that? The, the warfare is always a spiritual warfare, and it's always in prayer. And men, we need to be men of prayer. We need to be men of prayer. What does that even look like? Well, you know, in your life, it's going to look a particular way. God's going to show you a journey he's going to give you. But can I just tell you, families, children need their fathers to pray. Wives need their husbands to pray. Your community needs the men of God to pray. There's something that engages in a spirit realm. And when you understand this as an assignment, as an ambassador of God, that as a man of God, that you engage in this thing called prayer. But remember, we have these enemies. And sometimes shame keeps us from going into the presence of God. Trace it all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve, what did they do? They were naked and they were ashamed and afraid. And they didn't want to go in the presence of God, which is the very place that they would have found Hope and healing. But shame keeps us back. Men, let me tell you, don't let shame hold you back from God's presence. God is not going to shame you. He's going to heal you and set you free. So come into his presence. Do you know how many times that I've prayed when I knew that I really had, had just messed so much stuff up and I, I just wasn't at a great place? But God still hears your prayers and he works from the inside out. And even as you're praying and you're interceding, that God is doing a work in your own heart. It's a beautiful, beautiful work. So give some time to pray. I want to encourage you to pray out loud, men. Learn to pray out loud. Uh, find time. If, if you're somebody that you have to kind of work yourself into this thing and really kind of begin to get comfortable with, with prayer. Now, many of you, I know men, you, uh, many of you, you're, you're prayer warriors. You, you're, you're on this assignment. But for some of you, maybe this is a new step for you. Find a place, get out alone, be somewhere where nobody can even hear you. And when you pray, pray out loud, pray out loud and just take your time and just be there and just keep praying, pray out loud. When you begin to get comfortable with your own voice, because here's what happens. When you begin to speak out loud to God, the reality of his presence becomes even greater. And, and you begin to be set free from your own fears. You, you begin to all of a sudden become comfortable with your voice instead of afraid of it. And now you can engage in prayer and now you'll find, you know what, when it's time to, to pray, uh, whether it's for your meals as a family, now you're ready to engage that. You're ready to do that. You know what? I want to, I want to pray tonight for the meal. You do? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And, and you, and you pray because now you understand that prayer is not a, a recital for people. Prayer is you being in the presence of God and knowing you have a relationship with your father. And you can come to him any time you want to. And he hears you. Yes. Yes. And, and your prayers. Pray over your family. Pray through your house. Pray over your day. Pray for your boss because you know your boss needs prayer. Pray over the coworkers that are around you. Pray over your community. Pray over your pastors. Have an assignment. One of the things that I do is I use the Lord's Prayer as a pattern of prayer for my life. And so I'll just go through that and let the Holy Spirit just just guide me and show me our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, And I start just praying about all the things and the ways that I need God's will to be done in the areas of my life. Right, Pray through these patterns and, and use the Word of God to help you in your prayers, but be a man of prayer. So be a man of the Word. Be a man of prayer. Number three, if you want to be a radiant man of God, be a man of worship. Be a man of worship. A man of worship. Men, find your voice and lift it up before God. He gave you the breath. Use it to give Him praise. Don't be afraid to sing. How many of you, I want you just in in the room right now. If you're sitting next to someone who has a really decent voice, even if they don't know it, can you just raise your hand right now? You sit next to somebody that has a really decent voice. All right. Now, I'm not going to ask the other way around. But, but you know, there's some of us who, uh, we make a joyful noise before God but it may not be that beautiful to hear. Can I just tell you? I want to tell you a story. Uh, It's not about you this time. Um, I have a gentleman that's on my uh, team, on our team of leadership at the church. His name is Tim. He oversees our campus and our facilities. Uh, Tim is the uh, closest person I know to uh, someone who is tone deaf. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, he can, usually he can get in the right ballpark, but he hasn't found the right seat. Do, do you see what I'm saying when it comes to singing? But, but now he, he works at, this, at, at, at the church every, every day during the week. He's at church, and he sings all the time. And if he's not singing, he's whistling all the time. And it is the most beautiful sound to me. And I'm like, and now I'm, I'm, I'm a singer. I have a good ear for music and that kind of thing. And I'm, sometimes I count. I wonder how many times he's going to change keys. <laughs> and, and it's kind of humorous, but I'm also like, I love the fact that this man of God just loves to worship God because it's not about the performance. Did you hear that? It's not about the performance. It's about the pursuit of the man. That you're worshiping so so men just you know lift up your voice lift up your voice in worship find that place of worship where you can lift up don't let the enemy silence your song don't let the enemy silence your song lift up praise to God and, and again praise and worship is not just about singing there's there's just a declaration of who God is and why you love him why he's worthy so make those declarations before God I want to tell you a dad story. My son, when he was young, we had uh, one of our services. Uh, my son's name is Caleb with a K. And we had uh, one of our services where he had like the family, all the families and everybody were in the room. And, and I was uh, up front. And in this particular part of the service, I was uh, helping to lead the worship and my son was sitting, like, right over here in this area. And, um, and we're just worshiping, and I'm leading people in worship. And I look over, and I see my son. His hands are just in the air. He's just, and he's little. His hands are just in the air, and he's worshiping. And I'm, I'm losing my mind. Like, I'm like,
1: oh, God, he's just worshiping. You. I just love him.
2: Ah, right? As so I'm melting as a dad. And then I look over, and I realize, and I look closer, and there was a spotlight behind him, and he was actually looking at his shadow. <laughs> That's all. He was just playing shadows. I was like, oh. All right, well. <laughs> but, you know, when you, when you put yourself in environments of worship, now we're not all singers. We're not all, you know, musically inclined But how many of you, again, if there's any thankful people in the house, can you say amen? Amen. If you're thankful, then you're a worshiper. So let that worship come out. Let that worship be expressed. Worship is never just contemplated. Worship and praise is always expressed. So give your praise to God. Be a man of worship. The Bible says in Psalm 149 and verse 6, let the high praises of God be in your mouth. And a two-edged sword in your hand. It's part of this worship and warfare that goes together because your songs are not only songs of praise and encouragement and blessing, but your songs are also songs that are cutting in the realm of the spirit and and, and, and are, are, are waging warfare against the enemy. Because the enemy cannot stand in an environment of praise. So, And I'll tell you why, because when you give God praise, he comes and inhabits the praises of his people, and where he is, the enemy can't be. So this is why we want to engage in this praise and worship of God. Psalm 34 says, I will bless the Lord when I feel like it, and his praise will sometimes be in my mouth after I've had my coffee. Is that what it says? (laughs) (laughs) I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I love the fact that it says that because sometimes I feel like I have to start it in my mouth before it gets all the way down to my heart and in in my head. Let the high praises of God be in your mouth. Let the declaration of God's uh, character, his goodness and his worthiness, let that be a part of your life. Be a man of worship. And then finally, number four, be a man of the spirit. Be a man of the Spirit. This may be uh, a a new part of a journey for you. And it's a little ethereal because it it, it needs some definition, doesn't it? Being being a man of the Spirit. What what does that mean exactly? What do you mean by be a man of the Spirit? Well, here's what I mean. Jesus himself, the Bible says in Luke chapter 4, at his baptism when he was baptized in the Jordan River by his cousin John, The Bible says he was filled with the Holy Spirit. The the Bible says Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit and then he was led by the Holy Spirit. And then it says all in the same chapter, Luke chapter four, he was empowered by the Holy Spirit. He was filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Now, let me ask you a question. If Jesus was filled with the Spirit, and led by the Spirit, and empowered by the Holy Spirit. If Jesus needed to be a man of the Spirit, how many of you think that we need to be people of the Spirit today? How much more do we need, right? Be a man of the Spirit. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. See, this is part of what it, all of these things we're talking about, be a man of the word, be a man of prayer, be a man of worship. But now listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, being in relationship with the Holy Spirit, discerning things, becoming a person of wisdom, how to apply these words that God is showing you. In your prayer, you're not just praying, but you're listening because the Holy Spirit's talking back. Being a man of the Spirit is to listen and to discern, to be a person who is filled with the Spirit. By the way, that happens every day. Every day that we invite the fullness of God's Spirit to come. Because it's kind of like running your car on gasoline. If you're running for a while, you need to stop at the gas station and you need to refill. The same thing is true in your spiritual life. You're going through life. You're dealing with stuff every day. You're using the fuel of the Spirit in your life every day, and we need to come every day and say, I need to be refilled so that I can walk in the fullness. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be led by the Holy Spirit to, the, to the, your, your greatest capacity and ability. Be led by the Holy Spirit and be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me right? That in in my weakness, his strength is made perfect. See, I can go beyond myself. I can go beyond my limitations when I'm a man of the spirit, be a person of the spirit. Ephesians 5 says this, Paul, in the same letter that you've been reading about so so much, Ephesians 5, he makes this statement about being a, a person of the spirit. He says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. But like those who are wise, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, Paul says, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, and making music to the Lord in your hearts, and give thanks to, for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ." Be filled with the Spirit. So here's what we're talking about today. Four practices that will help you to be a radiant man of God. Number one, be a man of the Word. Can you say it? Be a man of the Word. Number two, be a man of prayer. Can you say it? Be a man of prayer. Number three, be a man of worship. Can you say it? Be a man of worship. Number four, be a man of the Spirit. Ready? Be a man of the Spirit. Now this applies obviously to men and to ladies as well. Let's be people of the Word. Let's be people of prayer. Let's be people of worship. Let's be people of the spirit. Today, what I'd like to do is I'd like to invite you, if you don't mind, please stand. And I want to invite Taylor, if you don't mind coming up, that would be wonderful. Thank you for your ministry, Taylor. So appreciate you. I want to do a couple of things. The first thing I'd like to do is I'd like to pray for all of the men Um, Young and old, I'd like to pray. Now you you can define which category you fit in, but uh, I'd like to pray for all of the men. I'd like for us to pray for all of the men. So what I'd like for you to do, if you are are nearby a man, if you can just very appropriately and to the degree of your relationship, you may be able to, but just place your hand maybe on his shoulder um, so that every man in the room has somebody that's, receiving a, a touch from somebody. Now, I want to lead in a prayer, but what I'd like for you to do, Faith Church Family, is, is I, I want you to pray. I want you to pray as well. I'm going to be praying overarching prayer, but would you engage in prayer? Because the Holy Spirit might quicken something to your heart and, and, and maybe there's a particular direction you need to pray. So I want you to gauge that in that prayer as well. Can we do that? We're all praying together. Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for these men of God that are here in this room, some of whom may not even fully know who they are yet in terms of their identity and their calling and, and, and how you see them. Lord, we pray right now that you would minister your grace and your hope and your peace and your life to them. Lord, we want to say in this room today Those that are watching online, Lord, we're praying for all these men, Lord, that they would have an encounter with you to know how much they are loved by you. Lord, I pray that they would be men of the word. I pray that they would be men of prayer. I pray, Lord, that they would be men of worship. I pray that they would be men of your spirit. I pray that they would know your voice. I pray that they would walk in your ways. I pray that you would deliver them from shame. I pray that you would set them free from fear. I pray, Lord God, that you would set them free and break the pride. I thank you, God, that you're doing a work in their lives that the enemy cannot come against. Lord, I thank you that no weapon formed against these men will prosper. Where there is discouragement or even depression, Lord, speak your words of life. We thank you for these men. We thank you for the men in our lives. We thank you, God. Some of the men may not even be in this room. Lord, people in our own lives who have impacted us, fathers and uncles and brothers and pastors and and, and other people in our lives, God, we are grateful. And we want to say thank you. Thank you, God, for the men that you've given to us. And so we speak that blessing, that blessing over them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Our eyes are closed, our heads are bowed. I feel led by the spirit to do this. If you are here in the room, maybe even watching online, and if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, I wanna pray a prayer and I'm gonna ask everybody in the room, please to pray this prayer out loud with me. But if you've never prayed this, if you've never given your life to Jesus, I just want you to know that he loves you. He sees you. Today would be the most perfect day for you to receive his love and his acceptance, come into a relationship with him. We're going to pray this prayer. I want you to pray it after me. But if you need to pray that from your heart, pray it from your heart. Everybody's going to be praying out loud, but pray this from your heart. Father God, thank you so much for your unconditional love for me. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Lord Jesus, thank you for your life that you sacrificially died for me. You gave your life so that I could have life. So today, I confess that I need you to save me, to set me free, to heal me, to deliver me, to fill me with your spirit. I choose, as an act of faith, to confess that you are the Lord. You are my Savior. You are my God. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, our eyes are still closed. Our heads are bowed. If you prayed that prayer, would you just lift your hand? If you prayed that and meant it from your heart, you just got saved. You just, thank you, I see your hand. There's one, two, anyone else? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Praise God. And I can't even see all the way through the room. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. The next thing I'd like to do, and you can open your eyes, church family, I'd like to uh, pray a prayer over you. Um, I don't often, obviously, I'm not able to be here often. um, We were driving from the airport yesterday on our way in. And I I did not expect this to take place. Um, We were talking and by that I mean, I was talking. (laughs) And and I just stopped because we kind of came up to a, a point of visibility of this community. And the last time I was here, I spent a little over a week here. And I did that intentionally because as someone who had been invited to be an overseeing elder, uh, for me, this was very, very important that I would come into this community and not just flash in and flash out and speak a message and, and leave. I wanted to come in and just sit in the community and be with you and get to know you. And, and many of you I was able to have conversations with. And, um, so we're driving we came up into the community and, and, and I just stopped and looked and there's something, there's something that God is doing here. There's something so precious about this community. I don't know if we as humans are able to always see the blessing of the place where we are because we're right in the middle of where we are. But I just want to tell you as someone from the outside who's coming in on occasion, there's something in this community that's taking place. And I think that you're right at the center of this. There's an assignment on this church. You have a voice. You don't need to be insecure about who you are and your place in this community and in the kingdom of God in this community. You are the light of the world. That's who you are. And you're shining brightly for Jesus. And I want to tell you that I am so proud to be associated with this body of believers. You have a good thing. You have a good thing. God is good, isn't he? You have this practice, and I love it, where you speak blessing over one another at the end. What I'd like to do is, because I'm, I'm, I only get to be here every, every so often, can I speak that blessing over you today? I want to speak a blessing over you. I'm going to lift my, my hand toward you. And as I do, would you just lift your hands in a posture of receiving? I want to speak this blessing over you today. Father, first of all, I want to thank you for this church, my family. I thank you, God, for each and every one of them. I thank you for the privilege to be here among them, to fellowship, to laugh, to to hear your word, to be in a place of worship and prayer. Lord, you're stirring our spirits in so many ways. Lord, I now speak blessing over these people. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I pray this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. If you receive that this morning, can you say amen? amen? Amen. Thank you for letting me be here this morning.
1: Listen, uh, today, if um, maybe you were one of those who, maybe for the first time, you made that step of surrender. You took a step towards Jesus today. It was one of your first steps. And uh, you were really surrendering your life and inviting the saving work of the Spirit to begin. We, we'd love to pray with you a little further, give you some resources to help you take those first steps following Jesus. Our team will be available to my left, your right, at the prayer spot. Um, or if you're here, man, you just know you need need someone to pray with you. Something's wrestling in your heart. Man, we want to lift you up and cover you in prayer. The team is available for that as well. On the way out, guys, pick up um, a Rad Dad keychain and uh, something refreshing to drink and uh, just know we love you and we speak grace and peace over each of you. Uh, We'll see you Wednesday for summer school. You can sign up if you haven't already. We love you. Happy Father's Day, everybody. I really hope today's message was life-giving. As a church, we want to help you encounter God and take another next step in your allegiance to Jesus. I want to ask you to take a step right now, in fact. Would you just share this message with a friend? Maybe post it on your social. Text a coworker the link just be sure to include something that you learned or how it impacted you personally. When you do that, you get to be a part of seeing faith come to life in someone else. And don't forget to visit our central hub, faithchurchks.org. You'll find other next steps that you can take in your faith, including giving and partnership with us as we help others encounter Jesus like you've encountered him. Hey, we love you. And until we get to hang out again, remember, Don't shrink back from your faithful allegiance to King Jesus.